This is a Moraine Valley Community College Library event podcast. For more information, visit www.morainevalley.edu slash library. Good afternoon. My name is Martha Mazeka, and as John said, I'm the Director for Student Success Interventions here at the college. But what I get to talk to you guys about today is my passion for quilting and what I can tell you through what I actually love to do. So I'm going to talk about cutting up fabric, um, communicating by cutting up fabric and sewing it back together. So you have a picture here. This is a picture of a lot of the stuff I bought when I went to a trip down in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. But my question to you guys is, what can be made and communicated with all these tools and fabrics? And hopefully over the next few minutes, I'll explain that to you. So if you look at a quilt, right now a quilt is just two, a back and a front of a, um, of a, a fabric with batting in the middle. And it's either tied or sewed together. And communication is the idea of conveying knowledge about something. So we're going to talk about conveying knowledge through the art of quilting. Okay, when I started quilting back in 2003, it all started with my first trip. And a lot of this is related to a different word. So my first trip looked like this. And this pattern is the trip around the world. So that's where it all started. But it continued on. It continued on with writing thoughts on fabric. Back in 2008 when I was working on my candidacy exam, here's something, I had these blocks next to my computer and I just sat there and I wrote fear. Fear has been my thoughts about this next step. Fear of not passing candidacy, fear of not meeting my expectations, fear of not meeting other expectations. But having these blocks just helped me kind of go through what I was feeling at that point in time, and I have a few of them from that summer. Quilting to me is making connections and making gifts for friends and family. It's about creating memories, and it's about designing different quilts. And that's everything I do in this art. Okay, so just some basics. When you look at quilting, um, there's four different uh, strands. And you can look at the traditional quilt school, which is taking and reusing and adapting old patterns with the newer tools, colors of fabric. If you can see this, this fabric, uh, this quilt up on the screen was made with a simple nine patch, which has been along, around for a long time. The one on your left is actually the same pattern, just different colors. The other one is the hole in the barn door. That's the block that I made on that quilt. But as you can see, I really used bright colors. I used blues because it was for a little baby boy, but I used those colors in order to do that. So it's just traditional school quilting. It's been used as polit in pol politics. It's been used to bring awareness to the feminist movement. It's been brought to bring awareness to the AIDS epidemic. You guys might have heard of the AIDS quilt. Um, that's part of it. But also, it's the history of quilts as a studies of art. And you can look at a couple different things. You can look at patterns and designs. And this quilt is the Bargello quilt. It's actually someone who designed it. And you can also look at different fabrics. There's calico fabrics. There's circa 1930s, which is a lot from those uh, kind of tones and colors from the 1930s and 1940s. There's batiks. And that quilt uh, to my left is actually made out of batiks, the brown, just some way that someone created a different strand of quilting. The last, the last strand is what I like to talk about. It's the whole history, the social history tool. And this is talking about ordinary people, particularly women, and our hidden history. And this is me on my 30th birthday. I was 30, 30, 30, thriving and flirty. And I had to go to quilting class. 
And I was like, I'm wearing a tiara. Actually, I wore it all day at work, too, because I, I was enjoying being 30 that day. But those bags on the side of the table are actually all the little strips that became the quilt on the past screen. So it's a social history tool. So there's stories others tell through quilting. And the Underground Railroad, which I actually have the book if you'd like to see it later, is the Underground Railroad Sampler. And this is by Eleanor Burns and Sue Bouchard. Eleanor Burns has many different books like this about quilts in a day. I don't believe her. I have never done one of her quilts in a day, but her patterns are awesome. And I really do like this Underground Railroad. This isn't my quilt. I hope to make one soon. But there's a story. There's a story about how the slaves could go from the south to the north in order to get to freedom. And I'm just going to kind of point about it. So if you follow along, um, this is the Jacob's Ladder and your first one on the top um, line. So it's the story of the Underground Railroad. And then you go, the monkey wrench turns the wagon wheel towards Canada. The monkey wrench, the second one, the wagon wheel, the third one. And the idea was that when the slaves were going north, they had to think of packing enough that you could, hit, could fit into a wagon that you would go on like the Oregon Trail. So they had to pack smart. With the help of Jesus from the carpenter, the carpenter wheel, follow the bear's trail through the woods. Fill your baskets with enough food and supplies to get to the crossroads. The crossroads is that third one on the second line. And when they talk about the crossroads, they're talking about a main spot in Cleveland, Ohio. Once you get to the crossroads, dig a log cabin. The log cabin square is actually very particular because that middle square, which is black in this picture, does signify different things. There was red, there was yellow. So sometimes based on which quilt you saw out there, depend on if it was a safe house or a non-safe house. Shoe fly told us to dress up in cotton and, and satin bow ties. Follow the flying geese and birds of the, in the air. Birds fly north in the spring. Stay on the drunkard's path, which has always been one of my favorite blocks, and that's talking about making sure when you're running to go different ways, backtrack, so on and so forth, so you can't be tracked. And then you take the sailboat across the Great Lakes to the North Star above Canada. So this is a story that someone else told about the Underground Railroad and all the history facts in the book. So what are the stories I tell? I tell stories for different times for different reasons. The quilt all the way over here is a Mickey Mouse quilt. Um, my friend was having a baby, so I said, oh, let me design a Mickey Mouse quilt. Okay, so I just designed this one at that point in time. My sister got married back in 2007, and um, I made her a signature quilt for her wedding. Um, it's her 50th anniversary coming up, and yes, she doesn't have her quilt yet, but she will. Um, but there's memories in here, and one of my favorite memories is sitting in the car with my other sister, Ruthie, and going back to my parents' house, and Ruthie says, I want one of those blocks. I was like, okay, here you go. So I gave her one and a couple of the markers, and she wrote, go Yankees on it. I'm from Massachusetts, half my family Red Sox, half Yankees. My sister Sarah is not going to really like that block, but I included it. And she also put a little Red Sox with a little no Red Sox. The other thing she did on that block is said, no more gumdrop buttons. If you saw the movie Shrek, the little um, guy, the gingerbread man, was not my gumdrop buttons. And that's what Ruthie and Sarah would always say across the tables during dinner. The other thing is about family connections. So I have my mom, who was a sewer, as well as my grandmother, but she helped me put this one together in order for, um, her, it's all hers, I just have to get it together, but again, I started this one back in 2005, so hopefully it will be done soon, and she'll get this, but we actually worked on this together, so it's a me and mom project. But also, my grandma was a seamstress. 
And I actually have her sample stitches when she had to go to school. So it's a, 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 like a biography of all the stitches she had to do. This is very special for me to have. But in that picture on the screen is also something else I noticed. My mom was very excited when I came home from Christmas this past year. She's like, I made Emma a na an apron. I was like, oh, well, that's cute. So that's my niece Emma in the picture with her little apron. I made the other apron for my sister. And then I found this um, when my grandmother passed. I got a lot of her fabric. I found one of my grandmother's aprons. So it's kind of a generations and, and it's connecting me between my, me, my mom, and my gram. The other is all about challenges. And I'll go a little bit more into my challenge quilt, but I challenge myself in the art of quilting. Um, I needed to learn how to hand, hand quilt, so I made this one really quick one, one day. Actually, I did this one in a day, I think. Hand quilting took me longer, but I did do it in a day. So I had this one that I learned to hand quilt in order to make to hand quilt this one. I don't have a big enough machine, and I wanted to make sure I can get the scallops in the pattern. So in other words, I challenged myself not only to design quilts, but also learn different techniques in order to move forward. This is my uh, Ruthie's Radiant Star. Again, it all has meaning. It tells a story. Her, she's graduating from college, and I put this together for her. She was at the University of Southern Maine. Their colors were red and blue. My niece, Emma, seems to get everything. Um, I was determined to go home back in 2008 with a quilt. And this is her. That's my sister Sarah, who's, that's the signature quilt for her. And all I heard that whole time I was home was, Emma's is done, but mine's not. I go, yeah, deal with it. It's just how I roll. Okay, so we talk about challenge quilts. I'm part of the Salt Creek Quilters Guild. We're having a show. And we are challenged sometimes to make quilts if we choose to. So I was like, I'll take on the, on the challenge. So the challenge was to illustrate a nursery rhyme. And I said, well, I'm not just going to do one nursery rhyme. I'm going to do six of them. So I took that picture, and that picture actually became this quilt. So I kind of used the different colors and the different techniques. I learned how to hand applique in order to do this quilt, but I did a lot with it. Um, I don't know if I'll win a ribbon yet. I won't find out till the quilt show in March. But it's the idea of taking on a challenge and actually getting through it. So that's my nursery uh, rhyme montage in a quilt. Now, we talked about some of the stories came from, but I want to talk about my characters and my stories that I tell. Where do I quilt? What do I do? Um, one thing I do is I belong to a quilting bee. We're the newbies about a year and a half ago. I talked to some other quilters, and we had never been in a bee, which is about 10 to 15 people getting together, and we like to, you know, stitch and bitch, as I like to call it. But we really get together and do different things on the process of going to different fabric stores, maybe working on small projects, things like that. There's something called a round robin, which you start with a center square, and then you actually hand it off to different people. So there's five of you in a round robin. I've never done one of these, but I've seen the products. And you actually, a lot of the times, have to have trust and faith in those who you're doing a round robin with because you never know what their interpretation of color and things work together. And that also happens in a block swap. Back when, uh, before I left to come to Atlanta, Virginia, I was taking classes and we did a block swap, okay? So you, very simple, everybody gets the same center fabric and we all had to add to it to make the full block. Well, I like this one, it kind of pulls out the yellow and then these, this was also one of them. To me, this doesn't work. It's a busy fabric with a busy middle. It's not my taste, but also in the art of quilting, you use a quarter inch seam. 
This one is about half inch smaller than all the rest of the blocks. So again, what's someone's interpretation of a quarter inch? Maybe they should be going and doing some math before the quilting. Um, but it's crazy, uh, but everybody has it. So we have the quilt blocks. And then we have different things like all night quilting or quilt retreats. And back in January, this is a bunch of us at the Oak Brook um, Doubletree. And we would just sat for two days um, doing a lot of stitching and projects as it came along. But there's also other settings for my stories. And this can be from classes or guilds. Um, the Salt Creek Quilters Guild, I did one also in Massachusetts and Virginia when I was there. But it's a bunch of people that get together for different classes, um, spreading knowledge. Uh, the Salt Creek Quilters Guild actually puts on a quilt show every two years. And the, oops, sorry, next slide we'll have the, uh, the pictures of the show. But it's also about putting my quilts in different shows in county fairs. A lot of the county fairs in Massachusetts, I put them in. But I like getting the ribbons, too. So anytime I can get a ribbon for something I produce, I'm kind of excited about that. These two quilts, I got blue and a white ribbon, and it was from the Franklin County Fair, which is pretty much a bigger area than I was used to. So to get some ribbons from that area was pretty cool. Uh, and I gave both of these away. So all I have is the ribbons in my scrapbook and a couple pictures. We talked about quilt shows. This is the Salt Creek Quilters Quilt Show in 2010. Um, this is just an upper view. Um, it's at the Hinsdale Community House in Hinsdale, uh, Illinois. And it's just awesome. It's 200 plus quilts all hung up, different people doing different things at different skill levels. And it's just, for me, I'll have uh, actually two quilts in this, this year's show, um, my challenge quilt as well as, an, um, actually this one will be finished in two weeks, and I'll put that one in the show too. Um, so those will go in the quilt show, but it's really fun to be a part of these. So to me, quilting is so much more than just cutting up fabric and sewing it back together. It's also different things. And um, one of the books that they wrote on quilting um, was a story about, you know, a quilter. And she said to, one character said to the other, but I was thinking that you are joining a great quilting tradition of using fabric and thread to calm your nerves and get through a difficult time. And that's exactly what quilting sometimes is to me. Quilting through quilting bees and hanging out with the mostly women that I do quilt with. It's getting through the difficult times. It's calming my nerves. And to me, it's fun. So again, it's so much more than cutting up fabric uh, and sewing it back together. But it does tell a great story as well. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this Moraine Valley Community College Library event podcast. For more information, visit www.morainevalley.edu library.